Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine 1959 Alfred Hitchcock directed thriller, North by Northwest. One minute of screen time per episode. I wonder if I can go this whole episode without using the word the. I wonder how far I get. We'll see. Try right. That's something to listen to, a little listening game for the, the folks out there. Anyway, I am um, I am a host, and my name is Sean. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Brian. Okay. All right. Welcome back, Brian. Welcome back, uh, listeners. We're here for minute 99. Minute 99 of North by Northwest has us. Um, we're in the it's it's the walk and talk, but it's just talk. There there no walking. It's um oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit of walking, but it's it's uh, Thornhill and the professor. Ah, just it's Thornhill and professor. <laughs> uh, continuing to talk over this this uh, predicament of what's going on, what situation they're in, who's doing what. We get uh, we get our answer to the the cl- the cliffhanging question of last minute. Just what is it that Van Dam imports and exports? And it's um yeah, it's what secrets? Secrets, yes. Secrets. Yeah, which would make sense, I guess. It's a little intriguing. Yeah. Because I don't think uh, back then you're not really were was the drug game big back then? I feel like it wasn't. Um probably not as big as it would get in the decades so, to come so it wouldn't be drugs and and this is more of the government it, this is a good this you know that's perfect government secrets that's exactly what it should be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something that could bring down a whole government in one leak right right now and and, and professor still we, we talked about this earlier professor still isn't nailing this down he's just like oh you could say government secrets but he doesn't come right out and say it. He's very cagey. He's an enigma. He's an enigma. Yeah. He's an enigma okay. wrapped in a mystery That's or just right. a mystery. This, uh, this professor right. guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So we get this, this, this minute answers some questions, but then it raises others. And I'll mention, and one of the things he said is when, when Thornhill asks why South Dakota, why are we going there? And professor says to set Van Dam's mind at ease about George Kaplan. Right. And, and like, I don't know, does that make any sense to you? Uh, well, it makes see, I did kind of interpret it as he thinks that this is George Kaplan. Mm-hmm. And is it this minute or next minute where Professor says that suspicions are raised already. Right. So that's next minute. Okay. Next minute. Okay. So not to jump ahead, but so they're the the bad guys. Their 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 radars are up. They're looking what what might be happening. And when they see him, it's like okay, he's here. There, there's Kaplan. That could be something. Yes. So it does. So it does make sense. More sense next minute. That right. it, and particularly the line that you mentioned, or a line <laughs> that you mentioned, in terms of suspicions, mm-hmm. and that that makes a little bit of sense. But at least in this minute, when when the when professor says the line or says this line, when professor says this line about 
um, set his mind at ease. It made no sense to me. Um, but we, okay. yeah, but we don't want to, as, as you said, there's, there's some additional dialogue that I'm pretty sure is, is next minute. We can, we can expand on that. And it, it explains a little bit what's going on. And yeah, I just, it, this is frustrating for me and our buddy, Dave palace, who was with us the first few minutes of our run here, but uh, is, is in the midst of moving house and painting and getting plumbers in. And, and that includes getting internet hooked up. So, uh, so we had to forge on with the rest rest of the minutes without Dave, but we're, we're thinking of you. And um, he sent me some notes in particular. He's he's as much of a fan of a a third act exposition dump as I am, which which is to say not at all. I feel if you're if you're 99 minutes into a movie and you feel you need to have two characters just standing there explaining what's going on. It's Maybe. done in a boring way. It, it's done in a very boring way. It could be, they could say these lines or they could give this information, I should say, mm-hmm. in a in a more dynamic way. I, I haven't thought exactly how they could do it, but this is just them talking to each other, which this is the worst. I mean, again, it's 1959, <laughs> but I mean, we, this has been moved on. I mean, th- this would be... This would be ripped apart today by professionals, I believe. And Hitchcock, he's one of the best. Yeah. All due respect. Yeah. I wonder, there was a few years ago, well, at this point, this may have been a few decades ago, but at one point, someone took the script or the screenplay for Casablanca and sent it out to a bunch of Hollywood studios under its original title of Everyone Comes to Rick's. And, you know, of, of course, a lot of places recognized what it was right away, and a lot of people didn't. And the people that didn't recognize it tore it apart. They say, that, you know, this is just, you know, this will never be made into a movie. This will never be a hit. This is, you know, go back to the drawing board. This is an awful script. Um, people that didn't know what it was. So I wonder if you put a, a you know, a, a fresh title and you kind of um, anonymized it and you sent this out for people today, what what would they think of it? And and how would they comment? And I thought it was interesting. Um, so the the AFI, the American Film Institute, um, for a hundred years of cinema, they did a bunch of lists. They like the, the top hundred movies and and top hundred stars and top movie songs and stuff. And they had uh, one of the lists was top one hundred thrills, the most exciting movies in American cinema. Mm-hmm. And this was was released in two thousand one which is almost 20 years ago at this point. But in, so in 2001, I don't know if, if, if you haven't seen that list, do you want to guess where North by Northwest ranked? I have not seen the list or if I have, I don't remember it. Okay. Okay. This is the top hundred. This is top hundred. And this is the American film Institute. These are experts. They know what they're talking about. Top hundred, top hundred exciting movies. Uh, in American okay. cinema of all time. And this is on the list. It's not a trick question. This, this is on the list. No, it, it is on the list. It is not okay. a trick question. Well, you gave me some info there by saying, so it, it's obviously must be pretty high. I'm going to say this was number six. Oh, really close. What really, was really close. Okay. Good. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, it was number four. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just break this down for a minute here. No pun intended. Um, 
number four it's a good it is a great movie forget about what we're watching right now the entire movie is a great movie um i you know and i must admit folks that have been listening to me the last two weeks may think i don't like this movie and i actually do i just think i got there's this this particular stretch these these 10 minutes in the middle or it's towards the end until you get like that final act and they get to south dakota and you know, things start happening and there's there's thrills. There's actual thrills happening. This is kind of a lull in the middle. But overall, I do like this movie. When, once they, when he gets to the airport, uh, as we covered in the previous, uh, a minute or two ago, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, when they arrive at the airport with the police. Yeah. That's, so from that minute to here is where it sort of loses you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, well, I, I do think, I think the auction goes on a little bit too long. I think, and then certainly like this, the walking, yeah, from the time they get out of, or from the time Professor picks up Thornhill and they walk through those doors and it takes them, well, and I remember, I think it was earlier this week. Yeah, it was earlier this week, a few minutes ago, when Professor is like, come on, we've got to hurry. We're going to miss our flight. And like five minutes later, like five minutes of movie time later, <laughs> they're still not on this plane. They're like, and they're they're not even like, it was it, like, it's not even a walk and talk anymore. They're, they're standing there talking after the guy says, we've got to hurry up. We're going to miss the flight. Like that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, I know you feel right. you need to explain stuff as a writer or director or whatever, but you can't have a character tell us what a hurry you're in and then just stand there. That's not Does exciting. Work- <laughs> no, no. Does it work better for you if you watch this as just the movie entire? Not minute by minute. If this, if this block was just, they get to the airport and it, you just keep rolling as the first time you watch the movie. Yeah. Does that help you in any way? Yeah. And I will say one of the things that we talk about, um, and I say we, because I've actually heard people do this, like something that all happen. you know, you're walking past a, a TV set or you're flipping around and a movie's on and you're like, that's it. Whatever, I, wherever I was going, whatever I was planning, clear my calendar, cancel my appointments. I've got to watch the rest of this movie. Mm-hmm. There, yes, you know, and and there are lots of movies like that, and everyone's got their own kind of thing that just like as soon as I see it, no matter where it is in the movie, I'm hooked. I'm going to watch the rest of it. This is not one of those movies for me because of scenes like this. Like if you just walk in, and it's. You know, it's Cary Grant and Leo G. Carroll having, you know, they, they might as well pull out a table and pour a cup of tea, having this conversation on the tarmac while fl- while plane, you know, prop planes are buzzing by. I'm like, yeah, this does, you know, this if I if I catch it in the beginning, I'll watch it through to the end. I can't just jump in somewhere in the middle because of there's just some of these scenes that drag on, and if I'm not already into it, I can't get into it. Okay. Okay. So how, I mean, you know, where does this rank for you? Is this like a, you know, if 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 you if you catch in the middle of the film, are you going to watch the rest, or do you have to see it from the beginning? Uh, I would watch the rest of this film. I enjoy this film. If I, if I caught it at the in the middle, mm-hmm. I would I would watch it. Now I'm not saying this is not my number four action movie, uh, as the list indicates for okay. for sure. But right. I like the movie. I think it's well done, and. I guess I'd have to see the whole thing again to get a better sense of 
exactly where I don't like it or if there's something that's not working. Because I, as I mentioned, I've only seen it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I, I like it. I, I agree with you on this scene, though. This this scene is not great. Yeah. I mean, and, and obviously Hitchcock can um, can direct a movie. Ernest Lehman, who wrote this, he can write a movie. He's got other... Oh, excuse me. Um, Ernest Lehman's got lots of other movies to his credit that he's written other than this, like in, you know, the, the stars, um, obviously great actor. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's well-made. It's competent. It's certainly very watchable. And it's interesting. I thought it was interesting. So Alfred Hitchcock is, so in this, in this, the, the AFI list, the top hundred thrills, the top hundred exciting American movies in cinema as of 2001, he's on that list nine times. Uh, more than any other director. And North by Northwest is um, his second highest rated. The number one film is Psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the birds, or I guess I would just say a birds, <laughs> these birds are uh, are number seven. So he's got three in the top 10. I just, you know, nah, I don't, I like, don't like, like, I, like it's so, not, I don't think so. Psycho, fine. Number one, I'm not going to argue birds. Top 10, that's, I'm fine. His next entry, number 14, Rear Window, great. This, ah, I mean, maybe it's Hitchcock. They feel they need to include it. Yeah, uh, I don't I, think this is accurate. It's got to be the second half. It's got to be the top 50. Um, You know, I don't know. I mean, is this more exciting than The Matrix? No, no. At, at 66, you got Platoon at 72. Um, Magnificent Seven. At 79, I mean, I think these are all more exciting films. This is a good movie, but yeah, it's going, it's going to be, even for me, if I even rank it a little higher, way out of the top 10, Mm -hmm. way out of the top. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe it sees somewhere in the 20s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd have to and really that's not and, and not an insult. We're talking about the best of the best. We're not saying it's not exactly. a good film. Exactly, that's all we're trying to say. It's just, it's just not. I don't. I mean, it's got. Yeah, I mean, it's got. I guess the you know, there's the airplane scene in the field, which I loved. I love that scene that, that people really like. That's exciting, and then the the you know, the conclusion. I mean, I that's. Who comes up with that? That's genius to say, oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a gunfight and the bad guys chasing the good guys and the damsel in distress and mm-hmm. she's gonna lose her shoes and it's gonna, you know, we're gonna do this all on on Washington's nose. Like right. that's you know, that's great, but then you know, there's a lot of other movie in between those two scenes. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Um, and so getting back to the minute, the um, the plane, and it's not even the, the their plane, I don't think, that they're trying to catch, but a plane spins up its propeller, and so we lose we lose course of this conversation. And I thought the, that was an interesting. <laughs> is it? Do you think it's intentional? Oh, absolutely. So you okay. say interesting, I say lazy. <laughs> I say, no, I say, this is a writer who's like, I don't know. I've got to get from point A to point B. I'm not sure how to get there. I'll just have a plane go by and it'll be noisy. And then I don't have to write dialogue because no one can hear what they're saying. 
that, okay, that's that is something. But we're talking, we're still talking about a, a professional yeah. uh, writer here. Yes, yes. Well, and I guess maybe it isn't fair to say lazy because this is this is a trope, and there's some there's some need, like some you know some stereotypes exist for a reason. So there's the problem is, and not just with this movie. The the problem from the writer's perspective is you want mystery. Like you can't reveal the plan or the plan that the audience hears about or sees can't be the actual plan. There has to be, that's why you have like, um, you know, in cartoons or um, kid shows or sitcoms where they go, okay, here's the plan, you know, the hush whisper where, you know, so we can't hear what the plan is. Cause so we're surprised. Like this is what they're doing here is it's natural for, to keep to keep Thornhill in the loop, to they they need him to continue to play this role of George Kaplan, and he's like, you know what, I'm done with it, I'm leaving. And the professor recognized this and, and needs to pull him in, so has to share some information, and some of it we get, and then the decisions made by the writer to say, okay, there's some information that Thornhill needs that we don't need, and that's and that's what they're doing here. I just. And I felt it was okay. a little obvious. And it's one of those things, maybe it's, maybe this was like, this could be the first movie that ever did that. And this was, you know, an amazing step forward in movie technology, to, you know, that when they did this in 1959. But from See, my I perspective. There was just something wrong with the sound. <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't come across. It, it's so bad that I thought it was something actually went wrong. <laughs> As far as just them talking and yeah. then in that manner, I, you don't see anything like that, really. I mean, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I just think all this stuff we're saying could be done in better ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just and by the way, so it is in the screenplay that says okay. like th that the two men are talking and they're we can see Thornhill arguing and and gesticulating, but we can't hear what they're saying because of the plane noise. So this mm -hmm. is. In case there was any question of is this on purpose or not, like it's in it's in the screenplay. This is definitely okay. on purpose. Wow, a written moment for that. That's <laughs> so yeah. I mean, this was this was all planned, and that's kind of you know along with that's the way Hitchcock worked. Is there was no, um, yeah, you know, there was no improv on the set. There was no loosey goosey anything. He knew what what they were doing. You know what how each scene was going to play out, including including the airplane noise here. All right. Um, you know, so if if this is what they wanted, they got a good one. And apparently this this is what they wanted. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it works when you take it as a whole, but you, the individual scene is not strong. Yeah. So this I think this was an interesting choice for this community project to break it down because they're there is so much going on and there is so much that went into making the film that it certainly, it can um, sustain the conversation, that we can find something to talk about for every movie. Right. But in terms of viewing, I think it needs to be taken as a whole to, to view it start to end. Yes, that, that, you know, and, it, and it's not a knock against the artist, against the actors, the director, the writer, because they never intended it to be processed this way. Right. And, um, um, yeah, well, we're, well, so any, any, anything else on minute 99? Uh, no, I mean, that's about it. And 
if you love this great topic, <laughs> we're, we have one more minute just like it coming up. <laughs> yeah, hey, it, it you know it, it works when you work, so keep coming back. So we'll we'll see you tomorrow. Um, so yeah, so if if you like um, if you like this. You can, or if you don't like it, if you want to complain about these bozos that are ripping apart your favorite movie, you can uh, you can talk to us on uh, the man. Or that should just be a man on Washington's nose. But uh, but the the Facebook group is the man on Washington's nose. We're also on Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. Uh, this has been Sean and Brian. You can find us at nextscenepod.com, and we will be back tomorrow for the next minute of Hitchcock Minute. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.